to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the Speak Fire Studio. My name is Bobby Berg. I'm a motivational speaker for schools, and I'm here to help you live your best life today. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another edition of the Student Fire Podcast, live from the one, the only, Speak Fire Studio. I'm your host, Bobby Berg, host of the Student Fire Podcast. How's everyone doing this week? No real talk, though. We do this every week, and we're going to continue to do this every single week. How are you doing? Let's do a real check-in, because last week, I was not doing well. The week before that, I don't think I was doing too hot, and the week prior to that, I know I wasn't doing too hot. But I am happy to say this week, doing really well. Life isn't going exactly as I planned, and that's okay. But it's good that we keep up these habits, that we keep up these check-ins, that we really just are honest with ourselves, even if it's just for a moment, every single day, especially, you know, make this your time. Make this, the second you start this podcast, make this the time that you check in with yourself first thing on a Monday to go, all right, how are we going to set the pace? How are we going to set the tone, the mood for this entire week? So I have some really cool stuff. A lot of my students that I'm doing my one-on-one coaching with have been voicing their concerns about going back to school in a virtual environment again, because the last few months of, of last year for them really weren't too hot. So they're looking for ways to better that. So for this episode, I'm going to have five tips for e-learning success. Now, this could be if you're doing college online, this could be if you're, you know, in a high school environment online, whatever it is, it's all the same. I want you to really succeed at what you're doing. So let's start with number one, time management. See, everyone thinks the first thing I'm going to say is your morning routine, which I normally would, but your morning routine is going to change and evolve. Something that won't change and evolve as rapidly anyway is your time management skills because they're hard. They're hard. It's hard to ingrain new habits. So what I want you to do, number one, is I want you to find one thing that's really off in your scheduling. What's one thing where you go, oh man, I just, I'm really bad at time management or, you know, maybe you forget dates a lot or maybe you just aren't right on the ball with making sure time management is at the forefront of your success. I'll tell you right now, the second you can manage your time better, fam, you are going to be doing so much better in class because when you're not worried about, oh, am I, you know, am I going to be at the right place? Is a Zoom meeting going to start at two o'clock or 2.30? You need to know this. You need to know exactly what everything's set up. So do this one thing. If your time management is a little bit off, set a calendar in your phone, set a calendar invite and go, hey, uh, you know. I know that we have lunch from 11 o'clock to 11.45, but then at 11.46, I have English. Well, set an event that starts 10 minutes prior so you're not stuck on lunch and you're going, all right, cool. So I got about 10 minutes left of lunch. I can kind of get myself back in a learning mindset. So when English starts, I'm ready to go. Number two, your morning routine. Your morning routine needs to be on point. I haven't, I have a podcast episode about your morning routine being whack. You got to go check it out. It's your morning routine sets the pace for you. And it's not just how you get out of bed and all of this. It's the second your alarm goes off. Now there are various studies about making sure that you don't use your cell phone as an alarm clock because the second your phone goes off, you look at your phone and you do what? You open the home screen and what are you doing? You're not checking your email. You might be, but you're probably not. You're probably on Instagram. You're probably on TikTok. You're probably on Facebook. You're probably on Reddit. And now your brain is automatically in this mode of let's just 
mindlessly scroll just because I've got a couple minutes just to kind of, you know, before I get out of bed, I'll take a couple minutes to scroll. And there's nothing wrong with that if you're okay with that being the pace that you set. But I need you to remember that's the pace that you're setting for the day. And for a lot of you, when you're going to school and you're in this really intense learning environment, that's not going to help. So you got to check your morning routine. Get yourself an alarm clock. Get yourself an alarm clock and put it way across the room and don't use your phone as an alarm clock. Put your phone in a drawer and that way you don't have to worry about, you know, chaos scrolling. As fun as that is, not first thing in the morning. Number three, your deadlines. Everyone's going to have deadlines. You're going to have papers due. You're going to have assignments due. You're going to have group projects. And the problem with all of these is so many people don't take the time to actually look at what they're doing. They go, oh, well, I, I know this this project is due at, I don't know, soon. Well, yeah, sure, of course it's due soon, but you need to know exactly what date it's due. You need to know what time it's due. Most importantly, you need to know how difficult that task is going to be for you personally so that you can put the right amount of time at it. I I really got on my kids, not my kids, but like my students that I'm coaching last year because so many of them said, oh, I've got a paper. It's, you know, it's four pages and it's due in two weeks. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's start. Because I, I love writing. So for me, it was like, all right, let's, let me help you outline. Let me help you do all this stuff. Let me help you be successful at it. And they're like, nah, nah, Bobby, it's cool. I got this. I don't want to worry about it. Well, lo and behold, at, with every single one of these kids, what wound up happening is we came down to crunch time. We were two days. We were three days. We were one day out from this paper being due and they were starting it. And they're panicking and now they're anxious. And now all day, all they're thinking about is this paper and how, you know, one of my kids goes, Bobby, I just, I feel so dumb, man. I, why did I do this? Why? And I said, because you're a kid, man. Like, it's not your fault. You just, no one's let you learn the hard truth of you did this to yourself. You made your bed now lay in it. Now there's nothing wrong with having an assignment go, you know, to the wayside every once in a while. I'm not going to try and pretend that I'm perfect and that I've never done it. I mean, I've done it plenty of times and every time I had the same talk where I'm like, dude, why do you do this? You know, I told my kid, I said, listen, bro, if you know this happens, we need to work on your deadline management. We need to work on you tracking your deadlines. So we have a system now where he gets his syllabus for the whole year or that quarter anyway, because they're on quarter still. And what we do is we go ahead and we input the due date for every single big event that he has. And a week out, he it says, you know, get with Bobby and double check to make sure this is started, done, whatever. And the coolest thing about it is he's so excited this year that we don't have to worry about the stress. Yeah, you're going to be stressed out doing the work, but he knows that with these deadlines, he's not going to save it till the last second. Because for so many of you, you don't proactively take that step to make yourself have a deadline for you, not that your teacher sets. And that sets the tone for making this project kind of, eh, because you don't really care about it. And that's okay. I'm not saying you have to care. What I'm saying is you need to change your attitude and your approach to the deadline of it. Number four, minimizing distractions. See, I love technology. I love computers. I love cell phones. I love tablets. I love these things. The problem with these things, though, is it's too easy when your teacher's on a Zoom meeting you know, reciting Moby Dick and you're like, yeah, that's great and all, but I really just would rather be scrolling on Reddit. So what do you do? What do you do? See, let's not try and pretend that this doesn't happen. For instance, I was on a Zoom meeting with a bunch of my kids. There were about eight of us and we're just doing a coaching call. And 
they said, hey, Bobby, you know, we have this this topic that we're talking about and we'd like to discuss it with you. And a bunch of us have had this issue. And I said, cool, let's get together. Let's have a meeting. Well, one of my kids is really, really crafty and he's great with technology. So what I didn't realize is I'm sitting there, you know, we're having a talk. A lot of the kids are getting engaged in the talk and we're, you know, we're just really connecting and making some good progress. And I look over this kid's screen and something just doesn't feel right. Like, you know, when you can tell that someone's really watching you, but you're not really sure how engaged they are. Well, what I didn't realize is he had accidentally set up quote unquote accident. He'd set up, um, his screen so that it would really look like he was paying attention. The kid wasn't even in a seat. It was a program that he had created to make it look like he was taking notes and paying attention during a lecture, which whether or not you think that's good, you know, for kids to be doing, I gave him an A plus for creativity. I was like, dude, that's, that's creative. But you ask for this meeting, not me, man. Why are you? He's like, dude, that I was actually sitting there. That was an accident. And you, I mean, you know, whatever. And he goes, I said, why, why did you, why did you set that up that way, man? And he goes, my English teacher last, you know, last school year was really bad. And he wouldn't let us get up to just go get a glass of water or go have a bathroom break if he was in the middle of lecturing. So I made this because a couple times I really had to go and I was, I wasn't about that life. I said, no, I, I need to go. So I made this so I could. And I said that first off, you need to talk to your teacher because that's crazy, but you need to minimize your distractions. See, so many of us have zoom open and we'll, it's too easy to pick your phone up and just start scrolling. It's too easy to just, you know, hop on Snapchat and take a quick picture of, oh man, I'm so bored. It's too easy to do that. But when your mind is focused on all these other little things, you can't focus on the lesson at hand. You're incapable of multitasking. I'm sorry. I don't want to argue with people on this, but when it comes to actually learning and multitasking, it's not going to happen. You're going to kind of pick up bits and pieces from every little bit, but what you're not going to do is really understand every bit of information for one task, let alone three. So I want you to, when you're on your next Zoom meeting or when you're in your next class, sorry, words are hard today. The next time you're in class, I want you to take your phone and turn it off. No, I'm serious. I want you to turn your phone off. I want you to be fully engaged in whatever lesson is happening. I have an app on my uh, computer that makes it so that I can't be distracted. I put Facebook, Reddit, uh, TikTok, Instagram. Yes, you can access Instagram on your computer. I know. Hashtag OKBoomer. But everything that I use, every website, every app on my computer that I use... I have to put it on a blacklist so that I can't use it when I'm in a Zoom meeting. Because for me, even the idea of being able to open it makes me want to open it. And I know that well enough about myself that I'm like, listen, dude, you need to turn this off. It's nothing against your teacher. It's nothing against the host of this meeting. But bro, no one made you go to this meeting. You want to be here. You signed up for this webinar. If you're going to be here, I want you taking notes. I want you engaged. I want you focused. And I want you to be present in this moment. That's all I'm asking. Be here. But if you're going to be here now, you can't have anything else open. So I have to shut everything else down. So for your next Zoom meeting, try it. Turn your phone off and notice how many times you actually start reaching towards your phone or your brain goes, oh man, I'm bored. I would really like to scroll through Reddit. 
right? Think about these things. I know they're small steps, but these small steps are huge when it comes to your success as a student. And last thing, make group chats. Now I know I just said, turn your phone off. So that doesn't really help, but think about it. So say you're in, you know, your math class with like six of your buddies and how likely is it that all of you are going to have the same question on the lesson that was just given today for the homework that's due tomorrow. It's pretty likely. Now, granted, could we all hop on Discord later and just start chatting it up? Absolutely. But wouldn't it be a lot easier to just have a WhatsApp group labeled, you know, Mr. Turner's Algebra 1 class and just be able to pop in there and say, hey guys, uh, I'm checking through the homework. Did anybody do number four? Because I got this answer and I'm not really sure that that's right. Can someone in here help me out? Now, granted, one of your buddies is probably really good at the subject and they're probably really helpful and they would probably love to go, hey man, yeah, uh, the answer you got is completely wrong, but I understand how you got that. Here, let's hop on Discord later and I'll talk you through it. See, the technology that we have is fantastic if it's used correctly. Make these group chats so that you really don't have to stress yourself out having 15 different individual text strings go or text threads going and you don't know which one's which and you're confused. It's all right there. Everything's nice and packaged and all of your questions can be answered right there from your peers because let's be honest, what's the worst part about going through a lesson in class? It's not asking a question and kind of feeling dumb. It's going through the lesson and not asking anything and feeling dumb because you don't understand something and then you're too embarrassed to say anything because you don't want anyone to judge you because who's going to judge you the harshest? Your buddies, your peers, the people you spend all this time with, they're the ones that are going to be like, oh dude, really? Like this was, come on man, we learned this last year, right? And that's what hurts. What hurts is when someone makes you feel like you're not smart or that you're not intelligent or that you really, quote unquote, should know something. Well, guess what? You haven't thought about this stuff since, I don't know, April or May. Yeah, I don't expect you to remember most of this anyway. And granted, it's cool when teachers give you like a week of refresher time to just get you back up to speed. But now you're a week behind in this new class, right? Now, most teachers actually build that time in, especially in math. But don't worry about that. And you know what? Because I'm feeling a little bit generous today, I have one more bonus tip on how to make e-learning this year fantastic for you. I want you to go ahead and use different learning styles to learn the subjects that you're being taught. Now, what do I mean? Well, Bobby, my teachers mostly lecture. I'm sure they do. That's hitting your auditory learning right there. Now, something I do a lot is I ask my professors, hey, can I record your lecture? I won't post it anywhere. I, you know, I actually, this is going to sound a little crazy, but in college, I would actually write up a legal contract and have it, you know, notarized and everything by my family lawyer and be like, Hey, listen, uh, I'm not going to post this anywhere. I'm not going to do anything with this information. I'm not going to use it as slander or to make you look bad, regardless of what you say during class. I just need this so I can study from it later. And I think I only had one teacher ever that said, I'm not comfortable with that. And in which case I didn't do it. Um, but something, you know, when teachers start lecturing a lot, that's cool. Take really good notes, especially those of you that are using your computers, 
that tactile feedback that you're getting from actually typing out what they're saying and typing your notes out is really beneficial. Those of you that are handwriting, it's even better. You're hitting your kinesthetic learning right there. You visual learners, when I said earlier, you know, get rid of all the distractions, I want you to really start focusing in on what is happening on the screen and boom, you're hitting your visual learning style. Now, say you have your lecture notes, something that'd be really cool. The best way to test your knowledge on something is to teach someone else. So go up to your parents and say, Hey mom, dad, um, here's what we learned in class today. And I, can I, can I just give you a, a quick, like five minute spark notes lesson on this? Now, why did I say five minutes? Because everyone's time is very valuable, and especially if this is at the end of the day, you're exhausted, your parents are exhausted, and they might not care about the subject that you're about to teach them, right? Because not everyone cares about some of the subjects that, or some of the things, these ideas that I give you, and that's cool. You know, my policy has always been take what works and keep it, and whatever doesn't, throw it away, because there's no point. Well, you know, ask them, hey, so we learned about, you know, um... I don't know, for instance, let's just say we learned about Plato's allegory of the cave. Anyone that's ever seen the matrix, you, that is Plato's allegory of the cave. That's the whole philosophy of that philosophy. And, you know, say you were going to explain that to your parents and you say, Hey, can I, can I take five minutes to explain this to you? Well, now you have to utilize your visual learning, your kinesthetic learning and your auditory learning, whichever is strongest for you. And you have to use what tools you have to explain this to your parents now cool if you can explain it to them in five minutes that proves that you have a good understanding and a good grasp of what subject you're learning which is fantastic so now that you have that guess what you've proved that you know what you're talking about you've proved that you've actually learned something today in school instead of hey what'd you learn today i don't know you've proved that you know what you're doing so i want you to take these five, well, really six tips for learning in an, you know, e-learning environment. And I want you to really find what works for you this week. I know some schools are starting. A lot of schools gear up next week. I know Anchor starts on the 20th of August, but I want you to really find what tips work for you. And most importantly, if you have any questions or you're, you know, if you really want more tips on how to become a better student in an online environment, please slide my DMs on Instagram. It's at Bobby Berg. It's all one word. And, you know, give ask me what you need. Tell me what you need. I am here for you. I want to see you succeed. I want to see you kill this school year. I want this to be the best year academically, emotionally, and physically that you've ever had, period. And I want to help you get there. All right. So let me know what y'all need. And for those of you that are, that got a little lost in the sauce there on the learning styles, I've done episodes on the Student Fire podcast about knowing your learning style. Give them a listen. Go back and listen to them. I'm telling you right now, they're some of the most popular episodes because when you find what learning style really clicks with you, I have so many good tips in there to really help you thrive. So go back and give those a listen. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. Sorry this episode went a little bit long, but... There's a lot of information in it. I hope you have a great week, and I'll catch you all on the next one. Peace. I got you. It's coming. Are you ready to ignite the fire? We are Speak Fire. Oh, and by the way, that's fire with a Y. What's going on, everyone? Internal fire. Student fire. Young fire. Father's fire. Leadership fire. Champion fire.
<laughs> Unlocking the fire within. Thank you all for tuning in. Let's grow. Speak fire. Speakfire.com. Speak fire with a Y. We have a new episode that comes out every Monday at 4 a.m. Are you going to be up with us? Deuces.